Um, hi everybody. How do we even do this? I don't know. Hello everyone and welcome to Podcat, a podcast produced semi-sub-annual some month. Every once in a we feel the fuck like it. Whenever the fuck we want, about whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> I'm one of your co-cats, Samuel Brady, and with me as other is our other co-cat. Hey everybody, it's me, Veronica. Wee. Veronica Wee. Yeah, that's my last name. Wee. And that's how I know who my real friends are, because they know how many E's are in my name. <laughs> <laughs> it is a nightmare at the DMV. Truly, we don't want to talk about the DMV. We have very conflicting uh, world views, on, world it. views <laughs> on the DMV. I think a listener might think that this is a goof, a bit, an affectation for the air, but it is, it is true. No, it, it is true. Uh, Samuel, mm-hmm. we at one point collected a number of topics that we wanted to talk about on podcast, and I have pulled up my web based list. Hmm. I'll allow it, but watch yourself, counselor. <laughs> All right. And it says podcast. And it's not even spelled the way that we ended up spelling podcast either. <laughs> no, it's... It's very formal. This P-O-D-C-A-T. List is... Yeah. kind of bow tie nonsense is that? Exactly. We don't have no tuxedo cats around here. <laughs> Truth. Well, do you want to talk about some things from it? Uh, uh. For the listener, Veronica is checking her Twitter. <laughs> I am checking my Twitter. I'm so sorry. No worries. I don't know why. I think um, she must have asked for questions for the show. I did ask. Well, I trust you and everything that you do, and I believe that you have the show's best interests at heart, and I think you're great. Beginning with the list, the number one item is Dark Souls. Dark Souls is a game that I've liked for quite a long time, since there was only a first game out. Uh, well, um, I guess Demon Souls came before that. I, I wasn't on board then. But anyways, I love the aesthetic. I love the grind of it. I love just how zen-like it feels to play it. And I really wanted Veronica to see it, because I knew that... Um, you know, maybe she'd only like it in short bursts, but I did know that this aesthetic would speak to her as well. And we got the chance to do that a little bit. What'd you think? Speaking to the microphone, we got the chance to do that a little bit. What'd you think? Well, I really like Dark Souls a lot. And while I don't play it, because one thing about me is that I am shitty at video games. Um, now, I have used quite a bit of the imagery and um, just the feel of Dark Souls in my in my DMing. I've really enjoyed it and drawn a lot from it. So much so that I feel like I need to rein it in because people are like, oh, this is a real Dark Souls 3 <laughs> <laughs> feel to it. So uh, it has certainly uh, influenced me a lot and I really enjoy uh, the aesthetic of it. For Do you sure. remember when I was um, going through the cathedral and just this huge open field, which is based off a real castle, but this huge open thing and we looked up and there was that thing in the corner way up there skittering? Yes, I did not enjoy it. <laughs> and I kept saying to you, like, you got to get out of here. Just give up the game because it's going to kill you. Once you see that, it's all over. <laughs> yeah, no. And you just, like an idiot, walked in and had to fight it. Like, do you remember when I played the beginning of it and that boss just absolutely destroyed me? And I was like, this is the first thing you have to do. Well, I replayed it as a sorcerer and you just hit it like twice with your magic missile instead. <laughs> <laughs> I just picked a hard class is all that happened. I picked that class for Yeah. <laughs> I was like, 
oh, that sounds great. It was so much easier to do it as a mage. It's the best of both worlds. It's got a little magic and a little strength. <laughs> it had nothing going for me then. It was terrible. But I, it was fun. It was so much fun. And I spent a lot of time creating, because uh, Sam was so gracious as to let me actually create the character with him. And so when it came to deciding what the character was going to look like and all of this, I spent what was it about an hour and a half a ve- uh, yeah a considerable amount of time i spent an hour and a half really just going into like what does their skin tone look like should they have a longer nose a shorter nose texturing weathering and aging the face appropriately. yeah and then i find out that you never see the fuckers <laughs> and they get transformed into these well, evil well, mega too, demons too many spoilers uh for the for the game but there are choices that you can make that profoundly influence the way you look in the world and this is being the first character i ever played i made the choice that means you cannot you don't understand what you look like anymore you just look like the shriveled husk and that's the path that I chose of that yeah. character, not knowing that it was the one that she put all that time into, which was really too bad. Yeah, it, I mean, it's not like Fable. <laughs> so <laughs> no, it is not. It is not like Fable at all, and that's mostly what I was expecting. Cool. So Dark Souls. Dark Souls. Yeah. I I do, I do find if my media choices with you is I kind of make a point to go out of my way of things where I think that just on an artistic level the aesthetic will speak to you either the Game Master version of you or just any part of you that I, I tend to like those. Like, I really wanted to very early on watch, like, um, Paranormal Activity. People might make fun of me, but I like the first three movies of that a lot. Um, Rosemary's Baby. Stuff like that with you because it was really interesting to see what you'd think of it. And Oh, yeah. I think you do the same thing with me with science fiction because you know how much, like, science fiction really speaks to me. And if I haven't seen something science fiction, you, you really go out of your way to... Um, influenced me to watch it so I think it's the same given for sure yeah absolutely so um, what's next on this list coaching b-ball do you remember what that was oh uh, that was just really quickly because we were not happy with uh, either Noah or Eden's I can't remember which uh, their experience in baseball Uh and one of the kids had asked me if I would coach their baseball team Mm -hmm. and I might (laughs) i don't know yeah we'll we'll be getting married at that time and so i feel like it's just gonna be too much to take on plus we'll be in school so you don't want to do full-time school full-time work full-time podcast full-time wedding and full-time other hobby yeah plus full-time parenting parenting (laughs) all right well okay yeah not to mention writing comic books in there just the whole night (laughs) i just don't feel like i've got i've got it in me Plus, I typically don't enjoy other people's children, so yeah. <laughs> that is a stumbling block there. That's a big one for me, <laughs> and I say the F word a lot. Now, we may have people in our community who um, from time to time check in on what we do on the internet, so we'll say that we're not speaking on any particular year. Yes, no, not any particular year or any particular person. Um, just mostly, I think it was just the kids pestering us to coach baseball. Yeah. And, and that was it. considering it. And we also had several instances, and, I, and now that I'm thinking back on this as well, um, I think it was mostly out of a situation where we as parents felt very helpless against the... What is that beeping noise, by the way? That's your phone. Oh, god damn it. It's your Twitter. Don't you know these? I'm a professional human being and you love me. So it was, uh, it was 
basically these really young umpires that were just being really big jerks about it and we couldn't really do anything about oh, it. Oh, that was, there was one instance I think, like, in particular. I think that's really what... That, that one in particular was just so bad. Like, I mean, um, so it would be really unclear and it would be okay if he gave, made the call right away. It would really be unclear if it was foul or not and it would really seem to these very young players who don't know the rules that it was a foul. The umpire would say they're dead-faced and let the play kind of go on and the kids are just half-heartedly going through the motions of it because they're certain that it's a foul and then uh, because it crosses the bases which is not something that these kids can discern at all they need to look to the adults in the room to help give them guidance and the coaches don't even know what guidance to give them because the umpire's making that call he just says nothing doesn't respond blank faced and then at the end calls it this ridiculous play where no one had moved because it crossed there were so many instances like that where normally the expectation of of, of an umpire is to kind of (laughs) say things the way that the kids can understand what and why things are happening so they know the rules better. Yeah. He and was this so is... vindictive about it. And just like really delighted in the misunderstanding and then play. He like actively thought it was funny. It was really horrific. Yeah, and this is our um, third or fourth year in the baseball family uh, tradition here. And it's just, it, it's one to... Oh my God, I almost said it's one to wear. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's just that we've had such great experiences in other years with really great coaches and really great um, umpires. And, you know, it, this year was just awful. I mean, there were points where in this baseball season, I literally was just holding myself to the chair not to go and like, berate the other coach because he stepped out of line and was, you know, saying, really mean stuff to other kids like when you're when you're a grown man and making fun of a child who yeah. is trying to play baseball for the first time like and you make fun of them I just want to shove foot in ass and that's all I can think yeah totally so I think like so many things led up to that and and then um, my son was like, oh, what would you call us if we were on a team? And I was like, oh, well, I'd get another mom to help me and you guys would be the mama's boys. <laughs> and he was just like, oh, not into it. <laughs> That's great. So coaching baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing we were on the list is Wet Hot American Summer. Oh, we keep on wanting to use that song as the theme song for podcasts. Yeah. And we just don't. <laughs> it I would mean, be really fun, just the opening things of it. I don't know how we would make that work. I don't everything. know. But if we could have like Jane by Starship, yes. that would be so fantastic. It would be great. I don't know. That I think that's really what that comes I, from. Because I love that show, I have a propensity to put that song on every playlist now. <laughs> no matter what it is. Relax, type, workout, yes. go to sleep. Always in the mood for it. Uh, that's how. That's like me and Genghis Khan. Oh yeah, yeah. You love that song. Yeah, I love Jen Cheek, I think. Oh, I don't know who, who else likes it, but I really love it. I think there's a couple people I know in the community that do, but Jen Cheek is and you are the most outspoken. That's that. so fun. Um. So next on the list is raising the stakes. Do you know what that is? I don't remember who put that or what that's about. But Veronica, let's look each other in the eyes and say, the stakes have been raised. One, two, three. The stakes have been raised. The stakes have been raised. Okay. You blinked first. <laughs> okay. 
Jungle Book, excellent movie. Loved it. It might be my number one. And even the fact oh. that you say might be your number one is shocking because you've had so many movies over the past year that you've loved and you've really had trouble placing that top five list. I really did. Um, I think that the last 12 months, and we're recording this uh, in the beginning of August 2016, I think the last 12 months of film have just produced some really great movies. Um, especially the winter and spring season. Oh, awesome. I loved him. Um, but I really did genuinely love The Jungle Book so much. And if you haven't seen it, I don't know what's wrong with you, but just go see it. And especially if you have children that are maybe over the age of five or six, I think it's a really great movie for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Noah and Eden, they just loved it. It has this live-action Disney tradition that's happened in the last several years of having noticeable fidelity to the animated show before it. Mm-hmm. Um, shows did this in a lesser extent. Like, Cinderella did it in, in some ways. Just, you know, like Disney movies these days sometimes do that. I think uh, even Alice in Wonderland's kind of did it in some ways. That kind of... Um, Maleficent. Even Maleficent did it. absolutely yeah. did it, yeah. And I love it. I think like there's something so magical about specifically Disney childhood memories. Mm-hmm. And to be able to invoke that in the way they're just starting to get the hang of, they did it like really well here. It was really magical. Maybe that. where they overdid it was in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I think that so much of Star Wars was just so like oh i got you with a little nostalgia i feel like someone was like punching the nostalgia button. and here's the millennium falcon now yeah yeah every time i've heard um criticism of the movie it's kind of gone along those lines that it's nostalgia trains next stop next stop and i don't mind that i really don't Uh i I just think it's a fun thing to make fun of sure yeah totally and Star Wars films, like comic book films, like all sorts of things are a thing that like look kind of ridiculous if you're one step back. Mm -hmm. You have to be really in it to feel it. And if you're not feeling it and you watch someone else who's feeling it, it obviously looks ridiculous. Yes, totally. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, So another great movie that we watched, well, Sam watched Cloverfield, which I had not seen because, um, oh my gosh, I can't even think. 10 Cloverfield Lane. 10 Cloverfield Lane came out. And I really wanted to go and see it because I so enjoyed Cloverfield. And because you really love John Goodman. And, oh my gosh, yeah. I really love John Goodman. He was like a father figure to you with Roseanne, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I I think like John Goodman was that dad that I believed I possibly could have. He was so down to earth, but like kind of a a deadbeat dad in in some (laughs) ways too. But I mean, he was always there, always had a job. And I feel like... Um, for much of my upbringing, that was the measure of whether or not someone was good. Husband material was, do they have job? Are they in-house? <laughs> do they pass the John Goodman test? Yeah, do they pass the John Goodman test? And do they test? have some folksy, you know, yeah. uh, you know, folksy magic that I feel like John Goodman oozes, yeah. right? And, uh, and, and now I uh, have learned that that's just not the case. I mean, <laughs> you need so much more than butt in seat, <laughs> money in pocket. <laughs> but I enjoyed Cloverfield. It was pretty good. Uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane, I thought, was fantastic. Yeah, I almost ripped off your hand in several parts of that because while we were watching it, I get really suspensed out. Yeah. And oh, that You will did it. pay for the whole seat. You'll only use the edge of it, but you won't feel ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> it's thrilling and it's almost like stressful thrilling. It's like really uh, an intense ride. Yes. Also, that shark movie that we went and saw was similar yeah. like that. I don't think it was for you. 
but it was for me. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Uh, you were, <laughs> well, you have a lot of phobias that it really explored. Yes, absolutely. For me, the scariest part to me, and I've told you this before. Do you remember what, what really eked me out the no. only time when I was like grossed out? Can you guess? Was it when she was sewing up her leg? No, that was, I was fine with. Uh, that thing would be uncomfortable if I was to imagine myself doing it, but I, I don't get eked out seeing that depicted. Okay, okay. I don't remember. I'm it sorry. was her climbing back up the rock and stepping in coral. Oh. <laughs> I was so grossed out by that. <laughs> and that was the least amount of danger she was in at any point. There was the time that she was mildly uncomfortable and inconvenienced. <laughs> In a movie where every single thing was trying to kill her. <laughs> that thing was just trying to make her have a bad day. <laughs> what I think that is, is I think that's your um, your first world problems. Like, you're like, ugh, to be inconvenienced? Ugh. Well, I can't relate to a giant shark trying to eat me and trying to jump out of the water to eat me. But I can relate to accidentally slicing open my foot on coral. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> How does that matter if you're not in shark infested waters? I'm not afraid of sharks. I'm afraid of stepping on coral. (laughs) I feel like you. Oh no, okay. No part of you is scared of sharks. Zero percent. Because it's just so statistically unlikely. It's insanely improbable. I'm as scared of getting eaten by sharks as I am as scared of getting hit by lightning. And you're not? No, I'm not scared of getting hit by lightning. (laughs) Well. (laughs) <laughs> fearless Sam over here Veronica was listing her fears the other day and like one through 999,000 are things that she considers quote unquote natural or natural predators like you know snakes spiders lions lions <laughs> polar bears like any bear and then like 20 on the list not very high up at all is like an actual home invasion person like with malicious intents as somebody who could actually statistically hurt us well the thing that i think about that is that like there are so many natural predators that we have like i as a human being am not capable of taking down a bear i mean even a person that has a fairly strong rifle is not guaranteed to take down a bear and so you are never on a level a level playing field with them but to me, like, okay, well, if a human being comes in, at least I feel like I'm on a level playing field. Yeah. Like, that's tiger against tiger. See, it's not like... Me, like, one through 99 are other human beings, are, like, the predator, <laughs> my natural predators and the scary things. And anything else that's, like, a natural thing, sure, it might be kind of frightening where it to happen, but there are so many careers of humans whose full-time job it is to make sure that I specifically do not get eaten by a bear. You know what I mean? There are so many people employed by my state, local, uh, federal government who are on Sam Bear Watch duty. (laughs) (laughs) I have the full force of the United States Armed Forces making sure I don't get eaten by a bear. (laughs) I don't have that to make sure that like social services are are just like done, like equality is is, is handled in a good way in America, that that we're able to progress that we're not able to regress, that demographics that we're a part of don't get marginalized. I don't have those same protections. Those things can actually eat me. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I'm scared of... (laughs) You're scared of bad guys. I'm scared of bad guys, that's it. See, you just have to have a little bit more faith in your your int and charisma modifiers. (laughs) Like, you gotta be able to be like, I can fucking outsmart this guy. He was stupid enough to break into this house. You know? (laughs) Yeah. 
why we need a crossbow in the house, Sam. Alright, so tweet us what your natural predators are. Oh god, I'm gonna get so scared. <laughs> Testing Sam and typical Veronica. Oh, speaking of natural predators, we have some natural friends that gave us these sweet, sweet uh, margarita pops. You know, that was a very natural transition, Veronica. Thank you, I appreciate it. Don't call it out, Sam. <laughs> Um, so we went to the Geekly Con uh, 2016 in Portland, Oregon. And, you know, we are on the quest for the world's perfect margarita. And, excuse me, our friends Ariel and Gwen gave us these sweet, sweet suckers that say margarita with salt candy and it's from a company called hot licks and there is a warning that says may contain soy so hopefully we don't get soy poisoning we're, we're eating those right now if we seem a little distracted yeah I'm, it's a it's, little hard because they're kind of super the most sticky but i'm, I'm getting it going now oh man um so if i'm so scared veronica is soy one of your natural predators no, well it can give you breast cancer if you eat too much of it That's so true. cancer is up there on the list that i'm afraid of well all right well all right, so I've got mine about as open as I think I can get it without scissors. Yeah, oh, we I have got scissors. Yeah, we here. have scissors. I've got enough to get a solid lick in there. Well, look at you just showing. Them. Ow! Ugh, left-handed scissors are definitely a predator <laughs> when you're right-handed. Ah! Do you want me to help you, baby? No. Ah! about i just enjoy that our listeners are getting this glimpse <laughs> into this the facet is, of your being yeah this is sam's real life this is like this is a solid 20 minutes of every day <laughs> <laughs> it's not cute it's it's great i like it well it's really annoying for me because i mean every time i'm making that noise it's out of fear yeah no wonder i have a heart condition i do have a theory that you can write horror so well because you really understand what it is to be afraid oh absolutely I don't know that I write horror well, but thank you. Um, oh, you did bring wet wipes. Thank you so much, because this is very sticky. You're welcome. Okay. Okay. He, oh, it's still got a little... I'm not getting mine perfect. I'm just getting mine enough to like get a good taste. Well, I like things to be just right. Okay. All right. So in the meanwhile, let me go down the list. I want to see... Oh, I'm sorry. Here. I got it. Stuff. I got it. Like, okay. Ready? Ready? One, two, three. Lick. Oh, boy. That's got kind of like a little bit more of a... What kind of thing am I... It wasn't exactly what I expected. Uh-uh. Mmm, interesting. Oh, I think I have Lysol wipe on my hand. That's what I'm <laughs> tasting. <laughs> well, I'm not tasting Lysol, but... Mmm, it's interesting. Can we go yeah. to the other side with the other hand? Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mmm. That is Lysol if I've ever tasted it. I'm kidding. The other side is salty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet and salty. Thank you so much. It was mm. really good. Well, this is, uh, as far as candy margaritas go, I would I would give this a solid 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10? Mm -hmm. Okay. I think I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that reading. So. That was delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, now, everyone knows the quest for the perfect margarita should never end. No, no, no. Um, on our tombstones... Just on the back, saying BT Dubs. 
We didn't ever find the we best margarita. Didn't ever find to you keep the search take alive. Up the quest yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Leave our quest and leave directions to our quest log. <laughs> That's right. We should have a quest log at some point. We should. It should be really fun. Quests like wedding planning. Yeah, we should. Paint just... the laundry room. Well, yeah. Why aren't we just making a website make, about our lives? Make Sam? rent. <laughs> There's a lot of. Oh, quests. I don't know if I should have wiped my face with that. That's a Lysol wipe. <laughs> I do not like to be sticky, though. It is, okay. It is known. Okay, well, thank you so much for the margarita props and for thinking about us. And I don't know if you gave us props, which like I just said, but for the pops, I, I thank you sincerely. Yes, we're giving you props for the margarita pops. Yeah, indubitably. Snaps. Oh, yeah. Smooth jazz. Um, we got a couple minutes left. Do we want to talk about the office that we're recording in? Oh, yeah. So one of the things that we have changed about our recording setup is that we're not in the closet. Mm-mm. We have a walk-in closet in our master suite. Mm-hmm. We recorded and... the GeeklyCon live show out of our closet in Texas. What? Remember? <laughs> that was a goof. Oh, that was a goof. Okay. Yeah. So I was very drunk for that. I know. Um so we used to have this office space that was just always kind of like a catch-all and the wall i did not like to be in this room because it was baby poop green and it was just kind of upsetting but we have since painted it it is a beautiful gray Mm -hmm. color it has a big streak of kind of like almost futurism here the aesthetic is almost like enterprise bridge it's really cool it really is. And then we have, um, Sam has some really beautiful um, Star Trek posters. Um, so one from Star Trek Beyond and then one from, what's the other Star name? Trek The Motion Picture. Yeah. And they kind of mirror each other. In they, a, they both have, if you ever seen the Star Trek The Motion Picture classic movie poster, the one that has the red, yellow, and green streaks down it with the characters there and the Enterprise in the middle. They recreated that for Star Trek Beyond and Star Trek Beyond was coming out on the 50th anniversary of Star Trek. That's a bit of the reason they did that special edition poster. So I got that special edition poster and then the Star Trek The Most Picture and they're on both sides of the office. Mm -hmm. I really love it. And then for his birthday, I had um, a picture of his Enterprise. The Enterprise D and it's the same painting that Picard has in his ready room. Yeah, I had that professionally framed and matted and everything for him, and it looks really nice. It is really, like, gorgeous. So um, so that's what the office is. And then we found a really great deal on some desks and some light chairs, and it's pretty cool in here. I like it. I've spent a lot of time, and I'm really excited for how this is going to help us as far as getting schoolwork done. Mm-hmm. I'm just having a dedicated place for that as well. Um, but unfortunately the guest room is now the catch-all. Yeah. (laughs) It has all of the junk in it. So we're going to have to go through that pretty soon, but uh, you'll see that on the blog in a couple of years with the new, (laughs) with the new office. What I do like about, um, you and I as a team, uh, and I feel like this goes back to the beginning is that we slowly but steadily kind of improve on things and get projects done. Yeah. And any space that we kind of, um... Have stewardship over to get you and I together. That's a strange way to phrase that. <laughs> that is my Mormon upbringing coming out. Oh boy, Sam. <laughs> any place that we just kind of live in is ours, you know, kind of becomes the way we want it to be with enough time and, and, and work. And that's while we're busy at school. I had a surgery that totally stopped my ability to do anything for a very long time, but we still able to get stuff done. Um, so yeah, room after room after room, we've been able to repaint most of you. <laughs> well, I really enjoy like um, painting. It makes me. Makes me uh, relaxed. 
So I, I really enjoy home improvement projects like that. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in this week to podcast. I, we really love each and every one of you. And Mr. Dearly, um, let us know if there's anything else you'd like us to talk about or discuss besides your gorgeous faces. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Cryptastic Sam. I'm at Typical Veronica. And that's been a podcat. A podcat. Meow. 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 You want to do another one? Yeah. <laughs>